The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My motto is, if you do what you've always did, you will get what you've always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with the Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Is great customer experience a thing of the past? That's what I hear a lot these days. What would your customers say about you? Are you easy or difficult to do business with? Customers have long memories. They remember two things. What they experience when they walk into your store or call for information or use your service. And how quickly and accurately you solve their problems. As business owners, what does it take to provide great customer experiences? Well, here are three things. First, hire the right people from the start. Assemble a first-class team of service-oriented managers and staff and treat them well. They will provide better service than those who think the customer is a pain or is not important to what they do. Two, train everyone in customer care skills. If you expect your people to provide outstanding service, then they need to know how to do it. For example, how to greet the customer professionally how to use questions to uncover what their customers needs, how to listen carefully, and so on. Make sure your workforce has the skills to delight all your customers all the time. And three, set and communicate clear, consistent service standards. Don't make employees guess at what it means by, quote, give good service. As more hands touch each customer, one person's interpretation of good service differs from the next. One healthcare facility gives every employee a two-column card. On one side are the standards or how we serve the customer, and on the other were specific behaviors or how the customer will know this. So, here's your smart moves tip. 
Does everyone, including the front line, the support staff, and the sales force, and all your managers, deliver outstanding service every day? In a recent Bain and Company survey, 80% of the companies believe they deliver a superior customer experience, but only 8% of their customers agree. Listeners, what about your business? Take this quick quiz and find out. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program on the theme of great customer experience is business, an ever-moving story. My guest is Francie Beal, one of the owners of Fantastic Moves. Francie knows that when your business is dealing with a customer's life change, like moving, you have to keep a cool head. She will tell us how she and her management team have built a culture that truly cares about the customer's experience. Her motto is, happy employees equal satisfied customers. But really, we want them to say it was fantastic, not just satisfied. And I can attest to this because I was one of her customers. So, um, welcome, Francie. It's a delight to have you on the show. And good morning. Thank you, Marcia. I appreciate being uh, invited to be a guest. And uh, I will tell my little story of how we I met you and why I decided to put you on the show in a little while. But first of all, uh, tell me about your business. Uh, when did it start? Uh, what makes it unique? What are you doing today? Well, very good. It's funny. I meet people and they say, the moving business, oh my gosh, how did you ever get into that? But um, it's, it's been a lot of fun and a, and a good challenge all along the way. Back in um, 1995, we started a franchise moving business here in the Dallas area. And then about 16 years into the business, we branched out on our own and became fantastic moves. And that really for us was kind of our whole big dream to be, quote unquote, our, our own boss. We were running our own business and truly becoming an entrepreneur for the second time, if you will. Okay. And um, so, you know, where are you today? Uh, tell a little bit about, because you and I talked about how you had started it and then it's, it's, uh, you're almost rebranding it. So just tell a little bit about that. Well, it was, it was a great opportunity in that we had already had kind of an established clientele. We had wonderful employees, and we owned our own moving trucks. And really it was a, can we do this, relaunch our business and rebrand our business? And we had complete confidence in ourselves and our crew, and we said, yeah, it's going to be great. And it was a, a whole new business model in that it was the digital age now. So it was a new way of uh, getting out and reaching our customers and reaching our employees. But... um it's been it's been fantastic ever since. <laughs> um, and um, so, you know, um, tell me, you know, what do you personally find most satisfying in being an entrepreneur and owning owning a company? First and foremost, we love working for ourselves. I mean, it's kind of you know the, the American dream to to be your own boss, but by the same token. 
you, you never really get away from the business. I mean, so there's we love the freedom of every decision we make is going to impact our employees. Um, it's going to impact our customers, but but we love that challenge, and, and we're blessed with being 20 years in the business to have some really long-term employees, which kind of says we think a lot for how we work together as a team and take care of our employees and our customers. But, you know, every day is different, and we know that we've got to work really hard to to meet those goals. And we're going to get into um, how you, uh, you know, how you build that team in the second segment and how do you train your employees and how do you keep long-term employees. Um, Because that's what impressed me, and I'll just... um, um, uh, give a little clip of a snippet of uh, why I decided to have Francie um, on the show, um, because um, you know I, 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 the Fantastic Moves was recommended to me by my realtor, and so I called and I talked to one of the uh, co-owners named Parrish, and he was very nice and he set this up and he 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 um, answered all my questions and uh, the day of the move. Um, the uh, moving uh, crew came at the time they said they were going to come um, and they they were very professional and I was you know I was very satisfied and that has been my you know and I've 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 moved many times a lot of them were corporate moves uh, so I'm just you know watching as they're what they're doing and probably late mer- morning or early afternoon I get a knock on the door and the person introduces herself as Francie, and she won, and she's one of the co-owners, and she wanted to know how things were going. And I invited her in, and I was totally shocked um, that one of the owners would actually come to the move and wanted to know how how the movers are doing, uh, and we talked a bit. So. Um, that says something about your your business and your business model and how you treat your people. Um, but you know, at the same time, um, I know that um, when you're you're growing a business, you need more than a business plan. And so, what were some of the um, the, the the challenges in getting it off the ground? Or if you want to talk, you know, and then maybe what are the challenges of rebranding it? Well, first, Marcia, thank you for the testimony. Coming out to uh, visit with you and all our customers, we try to go by all the job sites if we can. That's what we love about the business is that we know, I mean, moving a washing machine is easy, but then you throw in the stress, and we like knowing why people are moving because it makes a difference for us. So we like to go by and, and visit with people, thank them for their business, make sure things are going as planned because we kind of call it the, the move ribbon in that, People call us. We talk to them extensively about their move, their moving needs, and we schedule what we want. And then there should be great follow-up and that everything kind of went as it should have gone. And then we try to stop by to make sure things are going as planned. But um, for your question of, you know, starting a business, certainly I think every small business owner goes through at least two or three big challenges or obstacles in that terms. You've got to have some money. You've got to have great employees. And you've got to find some customers and and we had those same struggles. I mean, starting out, we never had enough money, and it was hard to find good guys. But over the years, you learn to run lean and mean and, and get your budget right. And we've been blessed now that good employees find us. It's um, With social media, 
you know, these savvy young kids, they'll go out there and they'll Google moving companies and they find us and they find our good reviews and we're spoiled in that they come into our office to fill out an application and we can look at them and say, do I want them in my home? You know, do they have a good <laughs> smile? Are they friendly? I mean, we do in-house training. We, we can train people how to be movers because that's the first thing we do is teach them all our skills on how we do things the fantastic way. But you can't teach somebody to smile and be happy. Um, <laughs> we've, we've always been pretty clear is that we want employees that want to work as opposed to have to work because there's a big difference in that attitude. Right, right. So, you know, those are some of the challenges that I hear from other um, entrepreneurs who and business owners started a company. Of course, there's always a challenge of money um, and, and, and um, uh, you know, cash flow and everything like that. There's a challenge of of getting, you know, the right people. As, as one of my uh, prior guests said, um, and it's from, you know, um, uh, going from good to great, um, getting the right people uh, on the in the right seats and the right on the right bus. Uh, so you talk, you know, and I want to get into that a little more um, of how you do that. Um, and so, um, so now that you know you've started the company, uh, you had to deal with that. Uh, m- move forward uh, now. Um, you know you're rebranding it, and you're, you're you're a new business model. So, what are some of the challenges that you're facing doing that? Um, it was it was actually almost like a rebirthing, if you will, doing the rebranding because we've been in the business 16 years, and we were involved in the day to day. And so when we we changed names, we were like, okay, we've got to you know get back out and reach all of our clients and and the community and say, hey, here's our new name and. It really got us back in touch to uh, the core of what we do, and that's helping the community. Uh, we, do, we do a lot of charity work uh, with our local community because lots of people need moving assistance. Um, so it kind of got us back into touch with what we originally loved about the business, and that was talking to our customers. Um, I, I don't know. The, the rebranding has, has been great for us, and that's been about four or five years now. So uh, just um, before, so did you change the name of the company? Because I only know you as Fantastic Moves. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We, ch- we changed our name back in 2011. We had previously been in a franchise, and we had the opportunity okay. to sell our franchise name. And so we literally said, you know, should we sell the franchise and walk away completely or, you know, continue moving with a different name? And we said, well, we, this is what we do. We love this. And asked our, all of our clients and realtors and said, do you care what our name is? And they said, no. We just want your customer service. We want your guys. And it's been kind of funny because we'll go and move someone, and they'll look at our employees and go, I know you, but that wasn't the name, the name of your truck last time. And, you know, so it's, it's interesting. Running across in a big city like Dallas, we run into the same customers and clientels, and even our movers will say, I've moved you before. Show me a picture of your dad. I remember moving your dad. You know, so it's, it's a funny little business, and that's what we love about it. Right. And... um and so the rebranding, I think, has been a really a boost to to your company and a boost to to the people, uh, you know, your management team. So um, let's just take a little, you know, a, a little journey, maybe a year, two years, three years, even five years down the line. Um, what are your future plans? Where do you want to be in three to five years um, uh, with fantastic moves? We've always kind of had a, I would call it a controlled growth model. I mean, we we love 
Well, I mean, we're big on customer service, so we're never going to overpromise what we can do. Our phone might ring off the hooks, but unless we have plenty of trucks and good quality skilled movers, you know, we'll say, no, we're, we're booked, and that's a hard thing to do. But um, so looking down the line, we just kind of keep adding more trucks. Eventually, we may expand to a bigger office with a little bit of warehousing, but um, our, our future growth is always adding more trucks. And part of our intrastate and interstate business has grown over the years because people originally thought we were just local movers, but <laughs> as as our clients' families expand, they'll call and say, well, hey, can you take my kid to college? Or we bought a, a vacation home in Colorado. Can you move us there? And so once we become their trusted mover, our business has expanded based on they know that we can take care of them whatever they need moved. And I think the the, the term you used that um, resonates with me is trusted mover uh, or trusted whatever um, in this day and age of, of you know, and, and you said that this digital day and age, um, you know, we can order online. We can do a lot of things online, but I, maybe because I'm, uh, you know, I'm still old fashioned, I like the idea of that relationship. You, you build a relationship with a customer and that relationship continues to build. So, <clears throat> on that note, um, we're gonna we're gonna come back, um, and Francie's gonna talk to us more about how does what do they do to be considered a trusted mover. So it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach, and my guest is Francie Beal. Uh, giving insights into her entrepreneurial journey and why business is an ever-moving story. Stay tuned. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Are you starting a business? 
growing a business or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Francie Beal, co-owner of Fantastic Moves, talking about... Uh, not only her entrepreneurial journey, but also about the the business she's in, and it's a uh, which is moving people. And I have to say that uh, I was so uh, wanted Francie to be on the show because uh, Fantastic's move moves actually moved me, and it was fantastic. So, um, <laughs> so um, now that Francie has talked about you know her her business and how they've rebranded it, um, let's get into the nitty gritty. How does she actually make this happen? Um, how does she provide quote fantastic customer service? So, <clears throat> Francie, small business owners face a variety of leadership issues when they are growing their business, or when they're rebranding it, or when they're moving to a you know a new area. So, um, for example, um, they have to you know how they have to hire the right talent, the right people. So, what you know, Francie, when you're thinking about hiring. Uh, and you, you know, as your business is growing, and you're not only going to need more trucks, as you said, but you probably will need more people. Um, what are you looking for? How do you identify whether potential employees have what you want? Um, well, if I step back and look at the, at the growth of our business, I mean, the owners, we were literally, we wore every hat. We were on the truck. We booked the moves. We scheduled them. I mean, so. Anything that we've ever asked any employee to do, we've always done ourselves. So as we had grown our business, we would have our movers that would come up that would become a driver, and they become then a manager. And now our crew manager right now that essentially does our hiring, he he literally had learned from the ground up with us. So he would never ask anybody to do anything he hasn't done himself. And that's really what creates the culture in our company is that, you know, we're, we're behind everything our guys do. We know what... Um, we they know what we expect of them because we've been out there and done it ourselves. So uh, our our um, our leadership is basically built from the ground up, and our, and our guys have even coined the phrase "doing things the fantastic way." In that, other potential applicants may come in and say, "Hey, I want to be a mover with fantastic moves," and our, our crew manager will say, "We understand that you look like you're a big strong guy, but this is how we do it here. It's the fantastic way. This is how we." We operate. We show up 10 minutes early. We take care of our customers. We smile. We bring a good attitude. So it really, 
our our leadership and culture has been ingrained since day one. Right, and just out of curiosity, um, I know that you said the crew manager does the hiring, um, but are there people that you reject? Um, you know that you don't hire because well, for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, there, there's people that will come in. You know, one of my pet peeves is always somebody comes in and, you know, kind of grumbles and asks, are we hiring? And they don't even bring a, a, a writing instrument with them. They don't have a pen. I'm like, you know, you're not even bringing your tools to your job. What makes me think you're going to take your you know, actual, you know, hammers and wrenches and, uh, you know, toolkits out to your job site if you don't even know how to get a, to the, get a job here? Um, but really it boils down to, to attitude. But, yeah, we've... Um, I don't know if it's really stringent. I mean, when we when we hire guys, we do in-house training, and then they go out <laughs> with each of our team leaders to see, okay, are they going to cut it? Are they going to cut it with each of our, you know, different crew leaders? And and a lot of a lot of employees, they're like, this is not my work. It's hard physical labor. It's you know, 107 degrees out there. <laughs> it, you know, it's not not cut for a lot of those people either. Right. And when you said attitude, um, that reminds me of. Um, what Southwest Airlines does, and many, and there are other companies that are follow, following them, is uh, we hire for attitude. We can teach skills, exactly. um, and you know, obviously, a pilot they want to have skills to to, to uh, fly the plane. But but besides that, it's the attitude, and I think that's probably what you're looking for as well. Is you and, and know, also, I mean, we, we do all types of moves. I mean, I kind of joke that we'll move people from their college dorm all the way to assisted living. You know, if we plan it right, we keep that customer for sixty years. <laughs> but you know, we, we've got some employees; they they love to pack fragile items as opposed to they may not be as physically not physically fit, but you know, a little bit older and they can't do three mm-hmm. floors of apartment stairs in the summer. So we have all types of employees that love working with the seniors; those that. I uh, love working with the, the young kids. I mean, so we actually, in terms of, you know, when we parish books the move, we look at it and say, okay, here's the client, here's the client's needs. Which guys should we put on this move that's going to be a good fit for that customer? Because it's not just sending guys out. I mean, we want the whole package to be there to really make it a fantastic move. And I will just say, again, giving you uh, kudos that my move was not the easiest move because we're moving from a, a bigger place to a smaller place, and there was we had to have them to go to storage, and they had to put stuff in storage, and then the place we're moving to was upstairs. Um, so it's interesting that, you, you know, the idea is you customized, knowing what, what the needs are of your customer, you then put the right people on the right truck. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, communication is, is the key in our business. We, we've got a customer service uh, team that loves talking to our customers about every single detail of the move because it's really, really important. And sometimes if we, you know, get somebody on the phone that really just doesn't want to talk about their move, they'll just say, here's the beginning, here's the end, just send me some guys. You know, we don't like doing business that way, but we have the employees that will go out and say, I'll take care of this. I don't have to know what it is. Whereas other, you know, crews say, okay, who's the customer? What's going on? Is mm-hmm. it a divorce? Or, you know, so it's, uh, we really try to tailor each move for what the customer's going to need and what's best suited. Right. Um, and so let's, you know, you talked about hiring and you even talked a little bit, you know, in there about your culture. And um, you normally, when I think of a moving company, I don't think of, 
um, you know, the idea that, you know, what comes to my mind is big, brawny guys uh, who move heavy furniture, okay? Um, but, but it, you know, Fantastics moves is much more than that. And you, you, you talked about culture and how you do things um, in Fantastic Moves. So, um, you know, can you talk a little more about how do you not only develop that culture, but how do you implement it um, with, uh, so, let's say, with new people who come on board? Um, how do you go about making it happen? Um, well, one, the, the three owners are in, are in the office every day. A lot of guys that come in that first start working for us, they're like, wow, we don't even know who the owners are of the moving company I used to work for. And then we, they see us come out to a job site and thanking the customer and bringing the employees Gatorade. They're like, oh, my gosh, we, we've never seen such a thing. And, you know, it doesn't happen on every single job, but we, we care about our guys, we care about our customers, and we've been in business 20 years just by operating that way. Um, and let me ask you this, with the three business owners, and I may be throwing you a little curve here, but was it that all three of you decided this is the culture, or did it evolve, or did one person say, gee, I want this to be, I want our company to be like this? So how do you deal with it when it's three owners versus one person? It, it absolutely evolved, and you know, we've been together the whole time, and, and people, you know, small businesses are tough, and people are shocked that we've been, in, not, not that we've been in business that long, but that small businesses are, t- are tough to, you know, get a foothold and get going, and then to stay in business without running into big, either financial arguments or arguments about how you handle your customers and your employees, but we've all, we're, me and Dave and Parrish are pretty level-headed and that we can kind of sit and talk and say, here's what's going on. What do we think about this? If it involves our employees, we bring in our team leaders and say, here's what we're thinking about doing. What do you think? I mean, so we're kind of an open book. I mean, we got a small office. We see each other every day. We can hear our customer service reps talk to customers on the phone when we can say what was going on with that job. So I think because we're small, we're intimate, we're involved with our employees, we're involved with our customers, that really our, our success has been good communication and keeping a level head in everything that we do because moving is stressful enough. The last thing that we need to do is bring drama to the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think this is really interesting, too. A thought that came to my mind is, and I've seen this with companies, they have a specific culture. It's very personal. It's exactly what you're talking about. You know, I grew up in a, in a, my father had a grocery store and the same employees and he knew all the customers. And there's lots of things that you talked about that I saw as I was growing up. The issue is, as you grow, how do you keep that culture intact? Uh, and maybe it's, Maybe you only grow a certain size. Have you thought about that? Well, we, we know that we're never going to be, you know, hugely big. And there's tons of big, big moving companies here in the Dallas area. And, you know, and good for them. There's a need for that. There's a lot of commercial moves that go on. We, we do small little commercial offices. But, you know, there's, there's so much business here in the Dallas area that we want to just take we, – we, we like our life. We like working for ourselves. We like taking care of our employees. We've seen them – get married and have babies and help them build houses, help them get their driver's license. You know, we, we like that intimate feel, and we also like the intimate feel of knowing our customers and, and, and being involved in their lives. It's, it, it's funny in that we, people will tell you anything and everything about their move, and then all of a sudden we move them, and 
th- that part of, you know, we're kind of gone from their story. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I always wonder what happened with that family, you know. <laughs> but, but we're their mover, and sometimes they circle back around, and we get to see them again and find out, you know, how things are going with them, which is what we like. We like staying in people's lives and, and being their trusted mover and knowing that, you know, they can call us up on the phone and say, you know, I don't need anything locally done in Dallas, but my grandmother passed away in Ohio, and how do I get <laughs> a couple of pieces of furniture down here? We like to be a, a referral source for any moving need that they have, and we've become that. Right. And so um, um, I want to move on to an, you know another area that I generally talk to uh, business owners about, especially if they've been you know growing a company, which has to do with their st- their leadership style. Um, so um, you know, we all come with the leader with the style of how we lead, how we interact with people. Um, but what I found is, as a organization, as a business grows. Perhaps the uh, the leadership also has to grow with the business. So first, let's just talk a little bit about you. Um, have you had to make changes in the way you work with and lead others? Um, you know, have you? You know, w- w- what kind of style do you think and you have, and what works for you in your business? I, I don't know if we've had to make changes. I mean, our, our basic premise is just do the right thing. And we've kind of grown the business doing it that way. In terms of leadership, I, I used to be so heavily involved in all the, the day-to-day, and I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but when I finally had to step back and get more into marketing or business development and let the crew run, crew manager run the guys and let Parrish run, run the operations, it was kind of difficult letting go of that because I was always so involved in it. And once I did step back, I'm like, okay, you just trust that they're going to take care of it, and they do. And um We'll have, you know, weekly or monthly meetings and say, well, how's this department going? And uh, so it's been fun growing and kind of expanding and me trying to learn to be a better leader uh, just by giving up control. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Most um, uh, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, they've started the company, let's say it is growing, and the hardest, one of the hardest things is to let go because it's their baby. Um, Mm -hmm. But the other thing is that, you know, that I want to, what you said that reminds me of another interview uh, that I did uh, a couple of months ago was that uh, the the, uh, business owner said, you know, Marsha, I was involved in everything. I was involved in business development. I was involved in operations. And then I found I can't do it all. And I'm much better in business development than I am in operations. So I, I hired someone to, to do that. And I think you're saying that, too, that, you know, um, you, you, you have and, and it's the idea of letting go and, and finding someone that you can trust to yep. do it. Um, and can you talk a little bit about that? Um, and, and I think we'll, we'll talk about maybe in, in another, another one of the segments, but, you know, as you or growing your business and you're involved in everything, then you have to, you have to learn, one, what am I good at? What do I like doing in the business? Mm-hmm. And if everybody likes doing the same thing, which is me, me and my two partners, we all love doing the operations, well, somebody's got to step out and do business development or do, you know, the back office stuff. And if none of us are skilled at a particular thing, like be, maybe at the financials, uh, the finances, then then you outsource that. You find a good accountant. You find a good CPA to help you grow your business rather than wasting your time and energy doing something that 
someone else can do more efficiently. So as you're, these are the things that we've learned over the years that as you're growing, don't waste time on things that you're not going to be any good at and let somebody else do that for you. Right. And you can't be jack of all trades. Um, and so, um, uh, just, uh, we have about a minute or two left of your three, uh, actually a minute of the three, uh, partners, um, uh, parish is parish does primarily operations. Am I correct on that? That's or? correct. Yeah. He, he loves being in the office and day in and day out handling the crews and talking to our customers and really overseeing the operations. And then, uh, you do more of the marketing and... That's- uh, right and and or business development. What does the third? I, I I've never met the third person. So what? Is our, his our third or, partner is, is Dave, and he he does more of kind of the back office stuff. He handles claims yeah. and kind of just the rules and regulations, making sure trucks maintenance records. I mean, you know, he's kind of does all of the the guy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I get to go out and do all the girl stuff, talk to all the realtors, and 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 have a good time and be the, the social butterfly. And Parish is like, just let me run the business. Um. Right. And I think I'm going to end on this point before we take our break, which is if you are in business and they're partners, the partners have to figure out who does what best and to trust each other and to, you know, to work together on this. So it is time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Francie Beal, giving insights into her entrepreneurial journey and why business is an ever-moving story. Um, and in the next segment, we'll be talking to Francie about some of her uh, lessons learned and things that she would like to pass on to newer uh, or starting up entrepreneurs. So stay tuned. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G L E N, at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or snelling.com. 
Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profile. You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Francie Beal, co-owner of Fantastic Moves, and then she's been talking about um, how she has grown, she and her partner has grown the company and how they've rebranded it, and now um, we're going to get into some insights that she's had and what she would like other entrepreneurs and business owners to um, know about. So, uh, uh, Francie, in your entrepreneurial journey and growing your business, what has been the be- biggest lesson learned for you? Um, probably our mantra would be today, if you provide good customer service, the business is going to always follow. Um, that, that's, that's how we've, we've grown. I mean, we all wake up every morning and we can look at ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, everything we did yesterday, I feel good about it, let's go tackle another day. So if you're going to venture out and start your own business, you better love what you do. You better want to be able to, you know, say, I get to go to work today as opposed to I have to go to work today because, you know, life is short and, you know, if you're going to make a difference, you better love what you're going to do. And let me just um, add, uh, ask you a follow-up question. Um, yes, I totally agree. You have to love what you do, but there are days when things don't do don't go as you anticipated. You've had a bad move, whatever the reason. You had rotten customers. <laughs> the trucks broke down. Whatever it was, how do you get back into that very positive uh, uh, mood and 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 culture? Because it's really part of your culture. How do you deal with that? Well, well part of it is, is that we always plan for the unexpected. And, and you learn a lot of that through trial and error. I mean, you can't you can't expect or anticipate a, uh, a truck breaking down, but you, you know, okay, if a truck breaks down, then where's our number to call for a rental to go out there, or do we have any other trucks that can go help out? And a lot of it's a funny business. A lot of things have happened over the years where you know I might have to rush in on a Saturday to help figure something out, and you do that and. Because you have a good culture and you have a good team, we could call everybody on their cell phones and say, this is what's going on. Everybody wrap up what you're doing on that job and let's go help out this other customer. So uh, a lot of our how do you get through a bad day, if you've got a good – you're surrounded by a good team and a good culture, you'll get through it. And and most of our business is done wrapped up in one day, and you go in, you wipe the slate clean, and you start with the next customer. Um, 
And, you know, if there's damages, we take care of damages. If there's customers that aren't happy about something, we call and say, hey, you know, we're sitting here in our office. Let's talk about this. We're not a big corporate office that are unreachable or unreasonable. So we've always been pretty successful in resolving things. But, you know, not every customer is right, but they're still the customer. You know, <laughs> our, our, our job is to, you know, try to make them happy. Right. And so, you know, moving on from, you know, just tapping a little of your wisdom and your experience, uh, what advice uh, would you give to uh, entrepreneurs in starting a business or business owners in growing their business? Maybe some do's and don'ts. Um, you know, you need to meet customer demand in whatever your business is, but don't overcommit because if you start, you know, getting greedy and thinking, oh, I can do this and this and this, then you can ruin your reputation because then you're not making anybody happy. So, you know, we we really try to not overcommit, and we don't overcommit. I mean, we'll we'll leave money on the table rather than trying to squeeze one more move in because we could have two unhappy customers instead of one happy customer. So I would say, you know, it's not all about the, the almighty dollar, but about just providing good customer service. And then probably a, a second note would be to, if you, as you grow your business and you start hiring people, if you think you should fire someone, fire them. Don't think, okay, I'll fire them in two weeks. If there's something <laughs> in your gut feeling that says, yeah, something's not right here, you know, if you have just cause and all that. But um, it, it's, if you're in a people business, Go with your gut feeling, both with a customer and with um, with your employees. So trust your instincts, I guess. Right, and you know one of the things that I I um, I've heard from so many of the people that I've I've coached, uh, and I say, what is what has been your biggest mistake? And most of them will say, I I kept someone too long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I knew in my gut that it was not working, but for what? And I think women particularly have this problem because they want to be considered nice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, um, you know, so I think that was, you know, it's really, really reinforcing what you've, um, you know, what you're saying, uh, which is especially important, I think, if you, you're trying to maintain a culture. Um, you don't want a rotten apple in it, do you? Absolutely not. And, and a lot of our crew will come and say, you know, this guy's not working out. He's, you know, gossiping or, you know, so we we really listen to everybody around us saying, okay, what do you, you know, how are things working? How's, how's the mood? You can feel the vibes and, and within the office. And we've had, you know, former employees that want to come back. And we're like, no, man, you're a great employee. You're strong. You're physical. You're fit. But you bring too much drama. We don't need the drama. You know, we wish you luck. Come by. We'll, you know, have a, you know, happy hour with you, but we're not going to, we, we can't do it. We don't, we, you know, we got to take care of our customers, take care of our employees, and and have a smooth operation is what, the way we like to run our business. And I really think in, in a, this, the kind of business you're in, where you're not just selling widgets, okay, but you're dealing, as you said, with customers' lives. And I can tell you from having about 10 moves, two international ones, it is stressful, especially if you have young children and you're maybe moving to an area you don't know. So um, you almost, you know, you have to, uh, you just want people to come in, and I'm talking personally, who can give you a smile, who can make the move easy for you. And I think you've done that uh, beautifully. Um, 
You know, moving on. Yes, uh, there's something else you would like to say about that. I was going to say, I think it starts with us trying to make sure that our employees are in a good frame of mind. That if they come in and they just kind of look like they're in a funk, we're like, what's going on? And it's like, oh, I can't pay my water bill. Like, well, here, pay your water bill. We'll work out the details later. Go out and do a good job, you know. And it, it, it life really should be that simple. And, you know, we can just see the weight off the, the employee's shoulders when they're like, hey, somebody cares about me. Now I can go care about their business. Um, again, you're reminding me of how I grew up. Um, that was my father's attitude. That's what his customers would say. Um, and, and in some ways, you were uh, – you're going. I don't know if you're going back to the way business was, or you're recreating the way business should be, uh, especially if you're in a people business as you are. Um, but anyway, um, you know, you've you've given those really two good um, uh, bits of advice and words of wisdom. Um, you know, moving on. Um, and, thinking and, and about. I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and I will add something that I probably should have started in the beginning. When we did our rebranding, one of the first things that we wanted to do was uh, when we repainted our trucks, we put our mom's names on the driver's doors of the trucks. And we couldn't wait. We were so proud of that because me and David Parrish and our office manager, Jane, were like, oh, can't, can't wait to name our trucks. And then as uh, the, we get more trucks, the, the lead driver at the time gets to put his mom's name on the truck. And that created such... Um, immense culture or, you know, prideness and that the guys are like, oh, my God, I'm driving my mom's truck. And then when new guys come in, we're like, don't be scratching it. That's my mother's truck. You take care of it. You keep it clean inside and out and do not bump into anything. It's really been interesting in terms of, knock on wood, damages to trucks because they were like, you know, that's Dave's mom's truck. I'm not touching it. <laughs> and I would also think that it, uh, it it's a really good retention tool. Because, uh, you know, the, what happens if they, and, you know, sometimes people have to leave, but what happens when they leave? What's going to, is their mom's name going to be scratched <laughs> out and someone else's name on there? Well, if, if, if they do leave, then, then we'll ask them and say, okay, you know, if you're going to go forth and do great things with your life, then, then who do you want to give your truck truck to? You know, we'll ask them uh-huh. if they can, you know, bequest their, their, their mom's name down to somebody else. So that there'll be some kind of passage. Oh, I, that is one of the best... Um, 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 both motivational engagement tips that I've heard of what company, and it's so simple, and it doesn't cost you any money, or maybe it costs just enough yeah, money. A little to, bit of lettering, you know. A little bit of lettering, and it's and and it, it's just amazing. Um, well, I would love to talk to you more, but I want to move on because of time. And the last, you know, question is from your experience as well as knowing others. What are the top three? traits of successful business owners. Um, what is it that, you know, from your experience? Can you repeat the question, the top three? The top three um, uh, traits of successful entrepreneurs or successful business owners. What, you know, what makes a successful business owner uh, something about themselves? Um, well, for, for us, it's, you know, we're, I think we're successful because we're, we're honest and fair and we're true to ourselves. We, um, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, that's our, kind of our core belief just with how we live as, as people. So if we, you know, are true to ourselves, we're going to be true to our employees and true to our customers. Um, we financially kind of live within our means. We don't try to we go into great debt to run our business. You know, that's, we keep things in line with, 
um, where our business deserves to go is what we've earned mm-hmm. to get it there. And I don't know oh, a, a third trait of success. And that's okay. Um, you know, because if you think of it, we can come back. But, um, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed, uh, Francie, this, this interview. Um, and because I, I've enjoyed it because I've met you and because I have a personal experience. So um, for the listeners out there, um, can you tell them, you know, how to contact you, how to find out more about your business, uh, what your website is, uh, things like that? Okay. Well, um, for, for all the listeners out there, uh, with our wonderful digital media, people can find out more information about us at uh, fantasticmoves.com. That's F-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-C-M-O-V-E-S.com. And uh, that's our website. We will be launching a, web, a new website soon, but the other one's still up and running. But most people call our office. Um, I don't know if you want our number, but that's 214-349-MOVE. Yes. And um, we really like talking to people about their moves, so that's really the best way to reach us. But people can find us on social media, on Facebook, or we're not too good at Twitter yet, but um, really the w- website or just come into our office. We're over in northeast Dallas where we have our office and a little bit of a warehouse. Well, again, I want to thank you so much. And um, if you uh, want a recommendation, I am really, I will go ahead and do it. (laughs) Well, thank you. And if I move again, which I hope I won't for a while. (laughs) People say that. They say I'm never moving again. And I'm not, no, statistically, you've got two more left in you. (laughs) Well, maybe one of them is the old folks home, but not for a while. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so now it is time to talk about next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and company, which is women growing businesses. Where and how do you get and give help? Men are not the only ones who don't like to ask for directions. Women business owners often also don't want to admit what they don't know or aren't confident in their ability to do that. Yet, there are many, many resources around the country to guide women through all kinds of opportunities and dilemmas. Join Dr. Patricia Green, Professor of Entrepreneurship at Babson College and Academic Director for the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses and 10,000 Women in sharing about types of resources to grow your business, how to find them, how to evaluate them, and what to do with them once you have them. Tune in August 19th, uh, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. So here's a smart moose tip for your week. Hunt elephants and not stomp ants. Every day, go after your high payoff priorities. Minimize the time spent on stomping ants. Those tasks that give you a quicker kill and a higher body count, but don't put much meat on the table. Are you an elephant hunter or an ant stomper? Here's how to find out. Let's do a productivity audit. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. And now for my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen as an executive business coach. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership 
to build great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 